Do not confuse this with treatment or mental health advice or direction. Nothing on this podcast is made to supplement or supersede the relationship and direction of your mental health caretakers. Although David Kozlowski is a licensed marriage and family therapist, he is not functioning as a certified mental health professional in this environment. But same applies to any professionals who may appear on the Light the Fight podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Light the Fight. And as always, I am David. And I'm Heidi. And we're here to share with you how much work I did on last week's challenge and how much Heidi did not. <laughs> In Heidi's defense, she thought a lot about it, right, Heidi? Because I, I have a long list of excuses in case you want to hear them. We could go into that. Well, you know, since Heidi does all the modeling, she said, David, why don't you model for our listeners how to do it? She said she was tired of being the perfect shining example. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's the it. I'm so tired of doing everything right, you guys. So I decided I'm going to have to finally throw my hat in the arena and I'm going to have to put my money where my mouth is. And I was going to have to be an example of the challenge. So but before we get into the challenge, just want to remind I you guys. Still kind of think you were, I still kind of think you were channeling. Chan- channeling me though with mm. what you did so oh yeah we'll get, yeah we'll get into that yeah we'll get into that in a moment because uh the way i chose if you guys remember our connect our challenge was for we're calling us no freak out november and last week's challenge was connection in fact we're going to share one of our listeners um stories that she did and it was really cool but before we get into that just want to give you guys a quick reminder if you need glasses don't think about it don't hesitate it go to lingoeyewear.com, but make sure you use backslash light the fight. That's L-I-I-N-G-O eyewear.com backslash light the fight. And you can get $30 off your first pair of glasses and they are bougie. They're Gucci. And I can testify that they make you look smarter because I is much smarter now that I've been wearing their glasses. Heidi didn't have to look smarter. She just looks more fashionable. So just go to lingoeyewear.com backslash like the fight. First order, get your $30 off and they are amazing. And their customer service is kind of like the best I've ever had. True story. So also too, big shout out to 1-800-CONTACTS for being our community sponsor. As always, they make this ship run. So we always want to give them a big shout out. Now let's get into No Freak Out November. So last week we gave a challenge and the challenge was to connect with your kids, but not any type of connection, something that they specifically would like you to do, not something that necessarily you want to do. And why did we suggest that? On their level. On their Mm -hmm. level. And why did we suggest that? Because I don't know, parents, you may actually want your kids to do things that you want them to do that you think are serious and important, and they may not be interested in. So the best way to get your kids to do things that you want them to do is, I know if you're thinking guilt trip them, it does work sometimes, but it's not long lasting influence. So instead you go first, you think, what is something that my kids are interested in, passionate about? And if you show interest in that same thing, then they will also feel a connection with you different. They'll be able to see you as not just their parent, they'll be able to see you as a partner, Different conversations can come up. Everyone loves to talk about things that they're passionate about. 
if you have a friend that, you know, that they're quiet and, and they don't really talk much, just ask them a question, just start a conversation that just so happens to be about the thing that they love the most and they will not shut up about it. It's just a fact. So that's what the challenge was last week. We'll uh, have Heidi share with us um, a listener and um, she's actually one of our Patreon uh, listeners. So we want to give her a big shout out. And she did something very cool with her daughter. And so we'll have uh, Heidi share that first. And then afterwards, I'll share mine. And Heidi will share something that she's going to do next week. So we get her to commit to it. And then if she doesn't do it next week, we can apply the shame to Heidi. You know, here's the thing, David. I don't need people to help to add shame. You got enough? I pretty much, I feel like I've, I can, I'm solid on that. They could borrow some of yours. <laughs> <laughs> you got to play <laughs> your cup okay. runneth over your shame cup runneth run over. Right. Now here's what I like about what this listener um, shared in with us is because, um, you know, she kind of, she, okay, I'm going to read it and then I'll tell you what I think, because obviously there's, there must be some turmoil around this particular thing. So, yeah. So think about something that you actually have turmoil with your child <laughs> and then go be interested in that. And that's what we're talking about. So, okay. So, so this person says, okay, I'm in. So for the, she's saying that she's in, she did the challenge. She says, I can count on one hand, how many hours I've ever spent playing video games tonight. I can add a few more minutes to my total. When I told my daughter, I would sit with her while she was playing Zelda on the Switch so she could show me some stuff and tell me how to play, my daughter gave me an okay. I could tell she thought I wouldn't do it. She was surprised when I did it, and it was fun when we both got a good laugh at how I had no idea what buttons did what. Um, so first of all, obviously, this mom, you know, kind of recognized where I was when I did this with Connor with Fortnite. Um, and so I'm glad that she could find the game that her daughter liked. So Zelda must be a game. I don't even know that game. So that tells you how, how out of the loop I am, but I love how she's like, my daughter was like, uh, okay, mom, you know, like totally doubting. Daughter wasn't like, I'm going to hold my breath. Oh, you, you're never going to come and do that you know? Um, and so obviously this listener got the memo that it's not something that she herself, the mom wanted to do with her daughter. She went into the, the uncomfort, the discomfort zone to do something that she knew her daughter would want her to do. Um, and you know, she said here, I can add a few minutes. We're not asking for like a six hour marathon something yeah it doesn't have to be and, and maybe i should add that i did um take capri driving on sunday and let her drive all around we're kind of in that mode of mommy take me driving mommy take me driving mommy take me driving and me going well i don't have time to just drive around aimlessly oh, i thought you're gonna say i'm scared <laughs> No, the, the problem is that I have to pay attention, you know, mm. yeah. <laughs> because you don't want to be caught off guard and freak out in that situation. Worst time to freak out when your child is driving. 
Yeah. An inexperienced driver. I think we can all like raise our hand. That was a really bad experience when we drove with our parents when we were young. It's always better to drive with your boyfriend that likes you way more than you like him mm-hmm. in his car rather than your parents. That's what I learned when I was 16. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyway, I digress. Um, so good job to this uh, this listener. And for those of you listening, there's still time. But let's hear, David, were you able to engage in this challenge this week? Yeah, actually, I was, you know, throughout the week, I was just kind of waiting for something to happen. And my kids are in a pretty busy schedule right now. So they go from school to homework to swim practice to my son does like this, like skills training drills type practices. And, and then my wife teaches, um, she's the the trainer for the swim team. So she does like all the stuff that they do on the land workouts, right? So it's just back and forth. So I was like, kind of all week long, like there wasn't really that much of a moment. Well, over the weekend, something happened where my son just happened to have a play date set up with one of his buddies. My wife was going to take to hang out with uh, his friend and his friend's mom. My daughter, none of her friends could hang out or do anything. So she was like, man, I'll board and this and that. And my daughter, she has quite an affection for she loves to draw. She loves to make things. Every time a holiday comes up, she's like, mom, let's decorate the house. Mom, let's do this. She definitely gets that from her grandmother. And not that my wife doesn't do decorating, but my wife's more of the, the fitness athletic girl and decorates part-time. And my daughter is, you know, she likes to do both, but my daughter's like always wanting to do crafty stuff, right? And she loves it. And so I'd recorded a bunch of college football games. I was ready to sit down and watch college football because I was busy all morning long taking them to a swim meet and stuff. And I'm like, oh, I finally get going watch college football and just do nothing. And I just saw my daughter sitting there bored and she's like, I'm bored, but she didn't really complain because she's not a complainer. And then I remember on the way driving home from an appointment, I did go to the chiropractor on the way home. I was driving by the Southtown Expo Center, which is now I believe the Mountain America Expo Center. Yeah. And I remember driving by and seeing all these women going through the crosswalk. I mean, like thousands of them. And I thought, I'm like, gosh, I thought it was the gun expo this weekend. I'm like, that doesn't look like the gun crowd. They all had like, you know, pretty outfits on and their hair is all did. Like, that doesn't look like the NRA crowd, the gun crowd so much. And then I saw the marquee and it said Pinner's Conference. And I go, you know what? My daughter would love to go to the Pinner's Conference. And up until this date, I've never taken my daughter to do anything crafty, to buy anything crafty or anything like that. So I got home and I sat there. I was looking at college football going, I want to just relax and watch this. And I looked at my daughter and I said, hey, I said, I got this idea. I said, "Uh, you want to go to this place? And she goes, what's this? And I showed her the little marketing video of it. And she was like, heck yeah. She goes, when is that? I go, right now. I go, let's get an outfit together. So I actually helped her pick out her outfit. We, cause she's getting that preteen, like she's 11, going me preteen. She's, she's done with all the animals on the shirts, right? She's like wanting to be more fashionable. My wife left. I helped her with her touch up or makeup. I helped her pick out her outfit. By the way, I helped my wife pick out her outfits too. It's kind of like my thing, you know, I have a little bit of taste for fashion. And, uh, and my daughter and I picked an outfit. That. None of us doubt that. Picked out my daughter's outfit. We, we stole a pair of mom's 
nice Nike pairs of shoes that matched the outfit. We went to Pinner, spent wow. two hours together. We're just, I mean, it was just so much fun. Just she, she wanted to hold my hand. I was like, Oh, you don't mind holding my hand? She's like, No, dad, I love you. Just we just had a blast. And the time that we had me showing something of interest to her, um, and she was like, Dad, she's like, I thought you wanted to watch football. I'm like, I did. She goes, Why'd you come here with me? I said, I said, I wanted to watch football, but I really, really wanted to be with you. And I go, wow. I can, I can watch it later, recorded it. And so she just, she, it was so cool. She was like cuddled up next to me the whole entire time. Just me and her, you know, it just, we had just a blast of time. So it, it, the conversation we had in there, me showing something she was interested in, I, I bought her like these little trinkets. I, she even likes poppets, you know, not poppets. Well, they're poppets with those little, uh, those fidget things. I bought her a couple of those, bought her some stickers, some art stuff, some do it yourself DIY stuff. And it was just so much fun. And so it was just one of those moments where I'm like, you know, what? I'm glad I took the challenge. I'm glad that I did that because I didn't want to do it. But after I did it, I was like, oh, that's what I told her. She was, why'd you come here with me? I'm like, because there's nowhere else I'd rather be than with you. And she's like, oh, dad. So honestly, the football, I forgot. I wouldn't even think about it. I went from being tired to having tons of energy. And it was just a blast of a time. So I'm a perfect example of how you just might be pleasantly surprised because she felt really important she felt really like special and she also knew that was nothing in the world i would have done for myself you know she actually did think it was cool though because when i've shown her the the marketing video she didn't even know what pinners was yeah that's I what i was just gonna say i was just gonna say we gotta hear we gotta hear <laughs> so i almost had to go so she goes well dad show me what it's about to go let's go to their website so i found the website and it had a, an event from 2019 last time they did it right so i pull it up and I show her the video and she's like, wow, this looks really fun. So there's all those people in there at the very end of the video. It had me in the video. And she was, dad, that's you. I go, what? I looked at my, like, I totally forgot that I did Pinner's. I didn't even, I totally forgot that we had talked at Pinner's conference the last time they had it. And she's like, no way. She thought it was so cool that I was in the video and that like, and I was like, oh yeah. I'm like, you know, it's meant to be. I, it was one of those moments. Like I, I was, I don't normally drive that way coming home from the chiropractor. I literally took a different route, saw it. I'm in the video. I'm like, all right, this is meant to be. And we had a blast. So that's so great. That's so great. So you guys got to let's all step up our connection game. Let's uh, do a little bit extra to connect. And to add something to it, Heidi and I are going to give you something extra for this week to work on as well. So if you missed last week's uh, connection contest, you can still enter the contest. You can still send Heidi and myself um, some of your wins and we'll post it a little bit more clearly this week on the social media, like step one, you know, do something that your kids are interested in, spend some time with them. The second part of it, we're going to add right now and we're going to, and we're calling it creative compliments. So the whole theme of no freak out November is to do things that will stop you from freaking out. It's hard to freak out on someone that you have a connection with. And it's really hard to freak out on someone and it's hard for them to get defensive if you compliment them. Absolutely. Because you're not going to argue. Yeah, those are kryptonites. Have you ever had someone say, Heidi, your hair looks amazing. And you're like, shut the front door. Shut up. Don't talk to me like that. <laughs> well, here's the reality is that compliments are actually hard to take for most of us. You know, sometimes we, I don't know why we do it. Why, why are they hard to, to take? You know, I think that whenever, I mean, even for me, when somebody gives me a compliment, especially like, 
don't know. I'm always, I'm always downplaying it. Like, oh, you know, you, you'll do this. Somebody will be like, oh my gosh, your dress is so cute. And you'll be like, oh my gosh, it's so old. I, I actually hate it. Or, you know, I don't know something. It's kind of like we, we want to diffuse it. Um, people feel uncomfortable. They can feel uncomfortable when getting a compliment. And, um, and so I think number one, kids need to be complimented. They need to, a lot of times we don't see ourselves in the way that others see us. Um, and I think that it's good practice to just learn how to say, oh, wow, thank you. I really appreciate that. You know, and so there's an opportunity to, to, to teach that or, or discuss that too. But I think that, you know, what we're talking about is more than just, I mean, in creative complimenting, it's not just, oh my gosh, your shoes are so cute, or I love that shirt, or you look really cute. That's a compliment. That's not a creative compliment, right? Right. We, what we want to do is have David teach us about how we can really give a compliment that almost stops someone in their tracks and that like opens, causes them to feel more connected to you because you, because you see that in them. Well, would you mind if I comment first on your original question? Yeah, go ahead. Tell me why I don't, I don't feel comfortable. <laughs> Tell me well, your original question is why we, but it turns out that we was you. <laughs> why we don't feel comfortable getting compliments. But we can keep it general. We can keep it general. Okay. <laughs> well, that's the reason why I want to start with that. Cause that's a really good, that's a really good thought, like conversation, a little thought experiment, because Unless you are narcissistic, really full of yourself and, you know, gloating um, or, you know, in, in one of your champion moments in your life, um, most people in most average situations have to learn how to receive compliments and how to accept them, how to take them to heart. And um, especially the clo the close compliments from people who it's just you and them one-on-one -on -one, you know behind closed doors um, it's a lot easier to receive a compliment on social media from followers that are like oh my gosh I love you so much you know and you're so amazing you're so talented you're so this those compliments don't really create any well they don't create as much uncomfortable or awkward feelings for us because a they're not face-to-face -face, and b we don't have to respond right away and look at that person in the eyes so i'm not going to try to address all the reasons why compliments are awkward and hard and why everyone needs practice at accepting compliments but i'll, I'll touch i'll touch upon a few of them okay one of one of the reasons and and this is something that i i had to work on myself one of the reasons why it's hard to accept a compliment is because we've all been duped We've all been complimented before, uh, tongue in cheek, like yeah, just kind of like, oh yeah, you look beautiful, and all of a sudden you turn around, someone's, oh yeah, you look beautiful. I mean, come on, all you girls out there, you, I, I imagine you had a guy give you a compliment only a couple seconds later to hear him give thirty other women a compliment. And you're like, oh, that just diminished that compliment a whole lot. <laughs> okay. Or a girl, because it's very common with girls, because 
girls are very familiar with the concept of you compliment other people and it can get them to like you or it can get them to accept you. But if someone's like, oh my gosh, your hair looks so amazing. How? Do, oh my gosh, you're so beautiful. You're amazing. You're beautiful. And you're like, oh, well, thank you. That's kind of over the top. I didn't think I looked beautiful today, but yeah, you know, I just kind of throw this together. And all of a sudden they turn around like, oh my gosh, Jenny, you're amazing. You're beautiful. Look at you. Go girl. You're a boss woman. You're like, that was the exact same thing you just said to me five seconds ago, right? So when I say we've all been duped, compliments can be cheap sometimes. They, they can just be just thrown out there with, with not really a lot of value, without really any like sincerity behind it. So I think there's a part of us that we have some guardedness to compliments. Would you agree with that, Heidi? Yeah, I would agree with that. And I like what you said. Um, I'm just kind of taking notes as you're as you're sharing, but you know, that maybe you wonder if somebody's trying to get something from you. Like, are you trying to butter me up yep. because it's not working? Because this is like the worst hair day in my life or what, you know, like. Or are you trying to ask me to go hang out with your friends when you haven't done your chores yet? Because right. compliments can come from our kids, can come from coworkers. And I don't know if you guys knew this, you women listen to this podcast, but sometimes men get compliments to get things from women, physical things from women. I know it sounds like a crazy concept, but I'm pretty sure it's happened before. Okay. Now let me throw in another dupe. Oh, there's plenty of them. We can keep going. Yeah, there's a lot of them. There's a lot Here's of them. another one, which is I think obligation, um, which I think would tie into like a parent trying to say something nice to their kids. Like, well, you're my mom. Of course you think I'm fabulous. Of course you think I'm smart. Of course you think that, you know, I should be Mm -hmm. getting asked to the dance or whatever. But, you know, I mean, I had an experience this weekend. Um, My daughter, Quincy's having to take this test and she has, she experiences extreme testing anxiety. And I'm trying to like, we're going, we're going right into this test and I'm trying to get her to calm down I'm try- and I'm like, you know what you, you're prepared. This is something you set your mind to. You can handle this. I just want you to take a deep breath. And she's like, well, of course you have to say that I can handle this because you're my mom. Almost like I, she doesn't believe what I'm telling you because I have to say that. Mm-hmm. Um, when the reality is that I'm saying this because I've watched you for years and years, and I can give you a lot of examples of when you were really, when you were really great. And, um, but sometimes I think, you know, even when you say something, Oh, you look beautiful. I love that dress on you. Da, 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 and it's like, well, you have to say that you're my mom. Another good example of that is when you're trying on an outfit at a store. Yeah. You think they get paid to tell people they look ugly? <laughs> right. <laughs> how, how does the outfit look at me? Mm, that looks amazing. Oh, I really like that. How many times you heard, oh, I have the same one? Right. I have that in every color. <laughs> I have that in every color, the exact same one. Sometimes that might be true, but why do you think they're doing that? They're trying to make you feel comfortable. They're trying to make you feel beautiful. And so even though we expect it, it's like if they sat there and you asked them, like, how's it look? And they're like, meh. That wouldn't be good. <laughs> so, so even if we feel that their compliment is genuine, they're always in the back of our head. Well, of course, it's their job. They're trying to sell me the clothes, not tell me to not buy them. 
right? Like they're, they're not in the business of, of telling me I don't look attractive. Just like, you know, when someone wants something from you, if a guy wants to take you out on a date and, you know, they're going to compliment you, look this, you look that, but you know, there's so many ways at, at work. If, if so, if you're a boss or a manager and someone blows like, Oh my gosh, like you do such amazing job, even though you're like, I do, but it's like, okay, what are they trying to get out of me? So there's lots of ways that we can feel duped. So in one aspect, we don't always trust compliments because of those types of reasons. And another aspect, we don't feel that we're deserving of them. So um, I remember the first few years of doing private practice, I would have parents and teenagers. It wasn't so much with teenagers. This, this really only happened with parents that I had a hard time with. Teenagers give me compliments. It was always, I accepted it. It was a lot easier. But when parents would give me a compliment, it was awkward, uncomfortable for me. And I'd usually reflect it back and say things like, they'd be like, hey, you know, Dave, like, we just want to like tell you, like, I don't know where we'd be if, if we didn't meet you. And, and like, you've just been the most amazing counselor. And they're saying things about me that are extraordinary. Things no one's ever told me in my life. Ever. I've never been a person that someone thought I saved their kid's life or I saved their marriage. Or, I mean, when someone says something so huge and so profound, uh, it stops you in your tracks because they know me for that one thing as being that person that helped them at the most difficult time in their life. I know me in my 20s. In my 30s, <laughs> I know me at the worst times of my life. And there is kind of this guilt that if I accept this compliment, I'm kind of tooting my own horn as if I didn't have all these other errors and flaws and mistakes in my life. And so even though I, I, I know what they're saying logically is true, if they knew the whole truth, they wouldn't be telling me that. And it was hard for me to get over because at the end of the day, they didn't care what I went through before. I freaking helped them and their kid. They didn't care that I was a freaking, you know, chauvinistic jerk sometimes in my life. They didn't care that I was stuck up and arrogant and cocky. They didn't care that, that you know, at, at times in my life, I, I lied and I cheated and I manipulated people and I used my powers for evil instead of good. They didn't care about that because they didn't know that guy. That guy wasn't who they knew. I mean, and I wasn't faking to be that guy. I just wasn't that guy anymore. And and so it, there's just something really awkward and uncomfortable about someone giving you such a deep, sincere compliment that you don't want to believe it's true and you want to accept. But we're all our own worst critics. And so it's hard. It's really hard. And especially if you've been hard on yourself that day. If you've had a bad hair day and someone says, oh my gosh, what did you do different in your hair? Your bad messed up hair day, they thought you meant to do it. They thought it was like a purpose. Like it, and so even though you're kind of embarrassed, you're kind of thankful that they gave you the compliment, but you don't really feel like you're deserving of it. So it could be something really deepful and shameful that you hate about yourself and they give you a compliment that has nothing to do about that thing in your life, but you're thinking about that personally in your life. So you have a hard time taking the compliment that they're giving you because you're too focused on something that you didn't do right. And, or it could be something as simple as someone saying, Hey, you know, you're a great teacher, you're a great lawyer or whatever. 
and you're sitting there going, well, thank you. You're like, oh, I wish all my clients thought that about me because I sucked last week when I screwed this one up. We're always thinking about our losses more than our wins. It's a natural part of our limbic system in our brain. Our brain needs to record the things that could kill us and could ruin our careers and ruin our relationships and keep those at the forefront of our brain more than it's going to store all the wins. Because the wins, they're good, but they're very short-lived because it's what have you done lately? Like I said, unless someone's really gloating or in it's being unless someone's publicly being acknowledged for doing something amazing and great, it's really hard to take those individual compliments. And, and, and this is why we want you guys to really take compliments and be creative about it this month, because the best compliments, the ones that are the hardest ones to deny and the easiest ones to accept are the ones that are so specific. And they're, they're curated in just such a way that they land softer. They don't trigger our guilt and our shame as much. They, they're, they're said with such sincerity and they usually come out of nowhere that it doesn't give us a chance to put up the walls. Um, the, the best compliments from my experience are the ones that people had no idea was coming their way. They didn't expect it. And they had to believe it because they didn't even know anyone was paying attention to that. They didn't even know that they were being acknowledged for that. We've done this thing in, in my quit trip and support groups for years that I now do in my, in the high school classes. And I won't get into this too in depth, but it just is a good example. We call it don't hate congratulate. And what don't hate congratulate is, is it's a time where kids go around the room and in the groups that I held, by the way, if you don't know, what I'm talking about, I used, you know, I used to run these social support groups for over a decade for kids from all different high schools would come into um, these groups each week and some would know each other. Some would, you know, get to know each other over time, but they'd sit in there and they'd say, the, we do this thing called don't hate congratulate. And they would just go around the room and they'd either give themselves a compliment, give someone else in the room, a compliment, give someone in their life, a compliment. And we do it in our in, in my high school curriculum class at Harriman right now. And what's so cool about it is that when people give a compliment to someone else in the room or they give a compliment to someone in their life that's not there, the compliment is very powerful. And the reason why it's so powerful is because it wasn't, it wasn't thought out to manipulate a situation, to take advantage of someone, to gain favor with someone, to be an icebreaker. These compliments, these kids that were given in, in my class at the end of last quarter broke a lot of kids down into tears, made kids feel like they're seen and, and, and taken serious when they had no idea. This one girl in one of my classes, multiple kids in the class, I mean, multiple, like probably over 10. And even the ones that didn't give her the compliment, a bunch of them agreed when the other kids did. They said, they go, it may not seem like that big of a deal to you because I know you say hi to everybody. But since I met you in this class, like every time I see you in the hallways, you, you always say hi to me and you say my name when you say hi to me and you smile at me. And there's some very socially awkward kids that didn't have a lot of friends in this class. And this girl's a popular athlete. She's an attractive, like there, she had like her own fan group of girls in the class. So there's her own, there's girls in the class that would follow her around everywhere. And she was the most popular girl in the class, great athlete. And then she would try to befriend the most quietest, shyest kids in the class. And so these kids said, if it wasn't for you, 
I would have made no friends here at the school. I'd feel alone in the hallways. Like you saying hi to me, like just would brighten my day and change my day. And this girl was just like, her jaw was dropped. She said she had a hard time accepting compliments from people. Wait a second. This is happening. You're doing this in class, like during a a period at school. Oh yeah. Getting kids from, these aren't, these aren't kids who are like willingly coming to group. These are kids that are just slammed into your class that. Yep. They got to be there. Wow. So they, um, she was really taken back because she'd been through a lot of her own stuff. She'd shared some things in class that you could tell that she hadn't always had the easiest life, but she had a really affinity. She had a soft spot in her heart for kids that looked like the way she felt inside insecure, shy, and she just learned how to fight through it. And so she just couldn't let us kids sit. And I remember the first time we did um, this like activity, she went up to this kid and invited him to come in and, and join the group. And at first he like looked at her with his headphones in. It was like, like almost like he didn't know how to speak English. And she called him by name. She was, Hey, come on and play. He's like, well, I don't really know how to play. So get up here and call my name. And come on, get up here. Like she insisted. And he did. Well, he said at the very last day of class, that it was because of that, it changed the rest of his quarter. And he teared up. He said, wow. and all the kids were like, man, this kid talks now. He was shy. He was quiet. So the don't hate congratulate. The reason why I'm talking about creative uh, compliments is because these kids that never would talk in class, when I say never, rarely talked in class, they went on to give her the most sincere, genuine. I mean, they're like, you made my day. I don't know if you remember, but when you said this to me at this moment, and then it made me feel this way, and then the rest of my day, and then I came home, my parents are like, why are you smiling? You never smile. I said this girl name, I won't say her name, but you know, girl name, let's call her Haley. Okay. This girl named Haley said this thing to me, blah, blah, blah. And then the parents are like, well, like she was like sitting here going, he went down this pathway of like, this happened, this happened, this happened. My parents hugged me and she was like going, she couldn't believe what she did. Like she, if he would have said, Hey, thanks for always saying hi to me. It makes my day. Okay. That's been a good compliment, but he walked her down this path of how it made his parents tear up, how it gave him confidence, how it made him have confidence, go make new friends. And in this class, he was able to practice these things and her jaw was dropped. And she was like, I've always had a hard time accepting compliments, but not this one. It was just too, it was undeniable. It was way undeniable. So now imagine us as parents. Now let's get away from that scenario. Now imagine us as parents. We could look at our, one of our kids that we're always proud of, but we're also pissed off at because they screw up and they make a lot of mistakes. So of course our, our brain's going to focus on the things that they screw up on a lot. And we could tell them, hey, thank you for finally picking up your, your clothes yesterday because it really helps out my day when you actually pick up your clothes. By definition, that's technically a compliment. In reality, that's a compliment with sarcasm and some shots taken at the same time. Now, if we were to be creative with that compliment, you could stop your kid and say, hey, they go, what? Look at me. It gets awkward for a moment. So you're inviting that weird moment, and that's part of the shift. You look at me. They go, what? Because you picked up your clothes today, this may sound crazy, but just hear me out. Because you picked up your clothes today, I came home, I looked at your room when I walked by, 
I took a deep breath and I could actually relax. I don't know if you noticed, but I was a lot more calmer this afternoon, this evening. I realized that it's not because you picked up my clothes that I made me have a great day. It's because you picked up your clothes that helped me deal with a difficult day. So I wanted to thank you for helping me. That's a creative compliment. You, had, you would have to put a lot of work into, why do I get triggered when I see my kids clothes in a dirty room? Why do I get so frustrated? I'm like, like I'm, I start to go Hulk parent on them. If we were to take the why and flip it around and become creative and turn that into a compliment when they are doing certain things that helps us, now we're telling them that they matter. We're not always just mad at them and frustrated for what they don't do or what they should have done, but we're actually isolating events that mean a lot to us that we normally think and just pass over because our brains are going to be focused on problems more than giving creative compliments. Just writing down, I, I like that, you know, you're saying, hey, this had, this thing about you had a positive impact on me. And I really appreciate that about you. Um, I mean, it, let's face it, it takes, this is gonna take some effort to get really creative about it because anybody can just be like oh you look cute all right see you later you know we're talking about like you know when i noticed when you were with your friends it always seemed like you were watching out for so-and-so or yeah um you know when you're with your brother when you did this kind of like you're taking notice of just a, a quality that they have um, that they, they might not even know that it's a strength. They might not even know that anybody notices. Well, how many things do we just do as people? And it's just, it's second nature. If someone were to give us a compliment that what you do is important, it matters. And that's a very specific thing that someone notices about you. It's only going to motivate you to want to do it more because the brain has very specific reward systems in place to give us really cool drugs, AKA neurochemicals, <laughs> when we do a behavior that other people see that's desirable. Yep, and everybody wants, I mean, I don't, you don't have to be like a chronic people pleaser to want to make people happy, to want to contribute, to want to, you know, add to somebody's life. Now, I'm going to share a compliment that a client um, gave their, their kid this past week. And it wasn't from our podcast. It was just in a family session. And they're, I've known them forever. Though I don't, I'm not going to say their name, but they'd be totally fine with me saying this because it was a big win for them. The, both the mom and the dad had a big epiphany moment. The mom's moment was um, they were doing a, a parenting agreement. And in the agreement, the mom just really wanted the daughter to do the dishes um, after every family meal. Um, the daughter had a habit of just grabbing her food and eating or just grabbing her food, going upstairs. And, you know, just, she wasn't participating in any of the family chores at all. The mom's like, 
this this one thing do for me? And the daughter said, I don't even mind doing the dishes. I just don't like how my mom asked me to do it all the time. Well, in the session, the mom gave her a compliment because the mom said the day before they had a big family meal. The daughter and her were hanging out that day and they had a good day. The daughter volunteered to do the dishes, did all the dishes, put them away. And the mom was able to relax and just enjoy the company instead of the mom has a lot of anxiety um, about cleanliness. Let's put it that way. <laughs> and uh, I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that. <laughs> and so um, in the session, what the mom realized was that her whole entire life, emotionally, she's been through a previous marriage. She's had a lot of really bad traumatic things happen to her this mom. And she realizes that when her house is out of order, she feels it, it resembles of how she feels on the inside. Mm -hmm. I've talked to them about how our homes are metaphors of safety. And when her house is not clean, she said, already inside, I feel dirty and gross and insecure about tons of things. But when the dishes are cleaned, I can go to bed. If they're not cleaned and I'm tired and exhausted, then I get grumpy and angry and I'm doing the dishes, cursing everything my breath. Cause like, why doesn't someone help me? I do everything else. She said, when my daughter did that for me, she turned to her daughter and said, thank you so much for doing that for me because you actually turned down my crazy. She was, I'm embarrassed to say that I feel crazy if things aren't clean. And I know I, I nag you. I know I, I pester you clean this, clean this. But the fact that you did it without me even asking, I felt like you loved me. I felt like you cared about me and not to say that you don't care about me when you don't do the dishes, but I felt like someone wanted to help me not be crazy for a moment. And I fell asleep as best night's sleep I've had in a long time. And the daughter looked at her was like, in fact, the daughter was like, well, shoot, if I would have known it would have helped her crazy, I'd do the dishes every night. Mom. <laughs> was like, but the mom had never explained it like that. And it was instantly ding. Like it just blew the mom's way. And I won't give the dads too much, but the dad wants the daughter to wake up, you know, before noon. And he's always harassing her. Oh, you're going to wake up and set your alarm. Just being sarcastic with her all the time. And in the session, he, he learned from that. He goes, you know what? I realized what I should be doing. I should be telling you when you sleep in all day long, it actually makes me sad because he works at home. He goes, I'm alone. I'm lonely. You're my only child left. She just graduated from high school. So she's a teenager, but she's still living at home. He's like, you're the only one I have left at home. And it makes me feel like you don't want to be around me. We used to be best friends and best buds. And he started to cry and, and she started to cry. And she's like, she's like, I need to get to bed earlier. I stay up all night long. Cause I'm not happy with my life right now. And I just thought that you were just trying to just force me to wake up early so I could get the hell out of your house. And you didn't want me here anymore. And, and he goes, no, I just, I, I just, I love it when you're around me and I miss having you with me because you're like the funnest person to be around. That compliment blew her freaking mind. Right. She thought she was a disappointment to her dad. I mean, look how these, I mean, I think both those scenarios could really, really illustrate how parents and kids can really have these deeper thoughts and feelings, and emotions, but the way it comes out and the way we communicate it to each other doesn't sound like a freaking compliment. Sounds like a really bad in nuisance, uh, trigger, and agitation. Sounds like you're sleeping with the enemy next door to you. Like the enemy's in your house right next to you. Well, it sounds like, I mean, the, the examples that you've given, 
the compliment also included a little bit of a confession. The best compliments usually do. Best compliments sound like this. Hey, I know you're going to think this is kind of funny or hypocritical of me to say, but I, uh, I've been noticing that I really, I really get on you a lot about what I want you to do, but I don't spend a tenth of that time telling you what I love about what you already do. And I'm really sorry. And so I just want to tell you what you did this week or when you said that to your friend, I was always getting on you. This is a client I'm thinking about. His mom was saying, I'm always getting on you about always being on the phone with your friends until I might've accidentally eavesdropped on one of your conversations with your friends and found out that you're counseling your friend, you're helping your friend. And I started to realize she's just like me. She would drop whatever she's doing for her friends, but I took it as you like your cell phone more than me. I thought I was in a fight with your cell phone, but I, what I didn't realize was on the other end, that cell phone was relationships. And she goes, here I am being mad at you for being just like me. That was a very interesting compliment, but it did come with a confession up front. Well, and I think those are the ones that someone's going to, they're going to hear, they're going to listen to, because how can you discount when someone says, you know, I really struggle with X, Y, Z, and yet you make it look so easy. How do you do that? You, you know, like, how can you shut someone down when they, when they, confess something to you how can you dismiss your strength when someone's sharing with you their weakness well i mean think, let's take it down to a basic level we just talking about with a compliment of hair how many times people said oh my gosh your hair looks so beautiful i wish my hair looked like yours that's a much more like okay like they're not playing they're like oh my gosh your hair looks so cute oh yeah yeah like they're like man i wish my hair looked like yours or man i wish my house was decorated like yours or man, I wish this. It's like, you can tell that when they're confessing that they're feel like they're less in a certain area, they're actually trusting you with that information. And, and that's, yeah, a different type that of I like that. that's a different type of compliment. I think we have to change this, the, the episode from creative complimenting to confession complimenting. <laughs> <laughs> well, because I mean, if we're talking about what compliments sound the most sincere, I think it's going to sound a lot more sincere saying you have such beautiful hair like man i wish i could get my hair to do that versus you have beautiful hair and i'm not saying you have to say that i'm using that as an analogy right you don't have to like make up a lie that you don't like your hair saying but but those type of compliments definitely catch your attention more when someone has a little confession with their compliment but you know like i have i have somebody in my life that is so good at complimenting people. And so whenever I'm around her, I mean, she's got this big high energy personality and she's loving and she just is so good. And so she'll come in and she's like, oh, hey, you are a queen, you did this. And oh my gosh, you look so great and you're so amazing. And, and she is like, she goes around the room and just like tells everybody how amazing they are. But it's kind of like what you said is that you just feel like, oh, well, I happened to be in the room when you were 
shotgunning your compliment. Yeah. <laughs> I was just in the spray and 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 I was you know in the in the whatchamacallit where it sprays out like you know, the, and so I mean it's feel good. You're like, thanks for thinking I'm amazing and calling me a queen. That's great. But but if someone's gonna come to you and and really confess something and really share that so obviously you can't confess that in the 20 seconds that someone's leaving out the door right you can't you can't have a moment so what we're talking about is creating a moment that this compliment is gonna can land and those compliments that because we've all given them to people in our life we take time to curate those compliments because we know it's got to be really, it's got to come across as as sincere as we feel it is. Think about all the, think about all the people that helped you and your family through just the tragedy of Corey, right? Did you just tell them when you saw him, oh, thanks? (laughs) Yeah, no. No. You thought deeply about, they thought about us? Like, how did they know we needed that? Like, like your heart was just like, I don't want to screw this compliment up because man, this was huge. And so you carefully curate that compliment. And when you carefully curate a compliment to someone, it stops them in their tracks. They do a double take and they look at you and they're like, okay, that was not your average compliment. That wasn't some run of the mill copy and paste compliment that they just so it wasn't a shared compliment like they didn't copy and paste and share that link you know from somewhere else that came from you and from you alone like you know that only that compliment could only come from you because you're the only one that has that relationship with them and that's where a lot of people i think they get trained and conditioned to just give compliments in more in quantity it's like hey i compliment my kids i compliment this all the time it's like well you know if you compliment people all the time, it's not, I wouldn't say it's, it's comparable to the boy who cries wolf, but it's not going to have, a, it's not going to have as much depth. It's not going to really hit home and land as, as well as if you curate your compliments and you time them in a moment that they can actually listen to them. If you tell someone a really sincere compliment in the middle while they're playing a video game, I, I mean, it's, it's probably, it's not going to land as well. And if you just think of it and just say it off the top of your off your head without really taking the time to think about it and curate it just right, that's probably not going to land as well. But if you get the timing and you take time to really pick the right words to say it, I I, I think those compliments people remember for a lifetime. And that's what we're going for. We're really going for that this opportunity to connect because you've been vulnerable. And you're connecting your vulnerability to your weakness, to someone's strength. And that, you know, that's what I've always said. You guys have heard me say this before on the podcast all the time, that we connect with our weaknesses. And, you know, I think that many of us discount our strengths a lot, you know? And so if, if you can take this chance to really like be vulnerable share something where you struggle that that your child or someone that you love has a strength and and that you you really value that about them that's going to create a connection like and i like what you just said they're going to remember it for a long time 
Well, and, and there's a reason why our brain remembers those for a long time. There's a very specific reason. Is because our brain knows that if the brownies ever hit the fan, we need to remember who are the people we can go to. Who are the people <laughs> that that really brownies? <laughs> the brownies really hit the fan. When stuff in your life falls apart, the people that took the time to not just be there for you, but to how can you give a really good compliment if you're not really observant? Right. And that's what it comes down to. And that's what we were talking about last week too. That was, there was kind of an underline on pay attention to what they're into, what they, what they're passionate about your family, your friends. So yeah, you know, you spend the right amount of time observing, looking not for problems and flaws and faults only, but observing, looking for what are some things that I could really highlight that I've never really taken the time to do before. And you're going to find some cool ones. Yeah. You're going to find some great ones. So, but look, why don't we uh, save some thoughts for our Patreon episode? Because I, I got a couple more things I want to say, but let's switch over and start recording our Patreon episode. And for all those uh, listeners right now, if you haven't heard, we have a little platform that we uh, do special bonus content on. We take uh, topics that we've talked about in the past, we revisit them, do uh, a lot of, you know, extra. Um, insight and information. And so we're going to take this uh, topic right now. We're going to go over to Patreon. We're going to talk a little bit more about it. If you want to know more about it, it's www.patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Did I spell it right? Backslash. Patreon.com backslash light the fight. And just so you guys know, it's it's not free. It's $5 a month. So for those of you that have uh, signed up for our Patreon, Thank you very much. Helps us pay for the internet. Helps us pay for some basic bills. And um, yeah, so we really do appreciate a lot. So uh, move on over there to Patreon if you want to hear some more of Heidi and I talking about these topics and conversations. And every now and then we do some uh, specific lessons as well. So we just try different types of stuff over there. So if you want to be a super fan, five bucks a month, and you can be so over on uh, patreon.com backslash light the fight. So and as we mentioned, you guys, what we're hoping to have happen is we would love for you to share with us your wins, how you're incorporating, making connection, um, making creative compliments or curated compliments or um, confession compliments, you whatever you want to call them. <laughs> and you will be entered to win um, the grand prize, which is you know, a Hello Heidi wall word. So you might want to just go look to see the new Christmas stuff because I'm going to let you pick. The winner gets to pick. That's and right. then um, all you have to do is leave us in, you can leave it in the comments if you don't comfortable feel comfortable leaving it in the comments. Drop us a DM right there on Instagram. And- um, Or send us an email. Yeah, you can send us an email as well right on um, Like the Fight website. Um, but we want to hear back from you and we, we want, um, like I said, that no freak out November is a time to just really kind of press the reset button, especially as we, as stress kind of ramps up at this time of year. Um, this is the perfect time to work on the relationships through connection, through compliments. And we've got one more for you next week. Um, so our little, our little 
contest slash interactive experience will be a total of three weeks. So, and we got plenty of don't freak out bracelets that I know a lot of you guys have asked about the little rubber bracelets. So, for all of you that enter in the contest, we will be sending out don't freak out bracelets. So, you get a chance to win something just by sending us a com- comment, sending us an email, or sending us a DM that says one of the things that you worked on, whether it's trying to connect with your kids on something they're interested in or whether it's this creative compliment, confession compliment. And uh, we'll go ahead, we'll again, go ahead and post about this on social media for a little helpful reminder so you don't have to listen to the whole entire episode again. Right, Heidi? That's right. Okay. All right, you guys, thanks for listening. Um, come find us on Patreon and thanks for helping us to live. Bye.